Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. So there's no real difference between collection page, a normal page, a blog post. Google sees all of these as the same. The user sees the difference. Welcome back to It's Up. Joining me today is Ben Golden. We got connected in the Shopify Plus community. Ben is the founder and CEO of Golden Web, an SEO agency specializing specifically in Shopify SEO. I'm a big fan of SEO. I always preach that SEO and email is what pays the bills. We're going to be talking about identifying some low-hanging fruit and quick win opportunities for you, like some of their clients where they have increased organic traffic by over 135,000 clicks in less than two months. So Ben, thank you so much for joining me. This episode is all about on-site SEO. Do you want to give a quick 30-second overview just to re-familiarize everyone with what on-site SEO is and kind of set the base for what we're going to be talking about in this episode? First of all, thank you so much for having me on. Very excited for the episode. In terms of on-page SEO, how I like to explain it is Google's main job is just organizing information. And the better Google organizes information, the more money they make. So essentially, if you help Google out by organizing your website, you're essentially helping them out to organize information. And they, in return, reward you with more traffic, which just makes sense. So we're going to be giving five tactics that you can use for your on-site SEO. The first one is keyword mapping. So let's dig into that. What is keyword mapping and how could merchants get started with that if they're not doing it already or if they want to review everything for BFCM? Right. So keyword mapping is one of the first things that we like to do. We always start with with different websites and stores that we work on. They have a bunch of different pages, even articles and content. But one of the top mistakes that we see is business owners, they won't optimize and they won't define their target keywords for a page. They will just have a bunch of pages, a bunch of collections, but they won't define what they're really trying to go after, what they're trying to rank for. And that's really where you want to start. You want to have a blueprint and you want to have at least one main target keyword for every page on your website. So really doing it with purpose to the page level. You mentioned collections. Is that a collection page on Shopify? What would you say the difference is between a page and a collection? So there's no real difference between collection page, a normal page, a blog post. Google sees all of these as the same. The user sees the difference, right? So for example, if you have a money keyword, which is for example, um, that they're searching for like a product or a collection, you would want to present either a collection of multiple products or just one product versus if they are entering like an informational keyword or they're looking for an article, then you would want to create either a page or a blog post. So the next point that you have here is unoptimized meta titles. So what are meta titles? I know that Shopify has announced meta fields with Dawn and their new online store 2.0. How does that tie into these unoptimized meta fields? This is, I mean, meta fields is a different, is a different thing. I'm talking about meta titles, which is essentially the main title of the page, right? When you type something in Google, you will see a title of the page and that's in SEO terms, that's the uh, meta title. 
Also, if you go into the backend of your, your Shopify, if you scroll down, you will see a little uh, kind of box where you can change the title of the page. And that's where you adjust the meta title. And like we mentioned before with keyword mapping, you want to have a target keyword defined for every page. And the next step after you do that would be to just make sure that you have the target keyword in the meta title of your page. And then you can also add like a few different words at the end just to kind of try and increase the click-through rate. For example, free shipping, money back guarantee, any of the other ones just that you would kind of incite the user to click on your page instead of the page of your competitors. Now, the next two points here are kind of related, but you have missing in multiple H1 tags and then using your H2, H3, H4 tags to break up the content pieces. So if I'm in writing my product description page in Shopify or in the blog, I might take a look and if I highlight the text, I can make the, the heading one, heading two. Let's start with the first point here that you have. What does missing in multiple H1 tags mean? So it sounds like you should have one, but a lot of brands and merchants do either zero H1 tags or three, four, five H1 tags. Yeah, yeah, usually it's either or. So there are three main on-page factors that, that really are kind of the 80-20 of SEO. So you have the meta title, you have the H1, and then you have the URL. Those three things, if you optimize those three things for a target keyword, you're going to be 80% of the way there. The common problem that, that we see with a lot of um, different stores is that they will either have no H1 tags on their website, which means that Google won't have any idea of what you're trying to rank for with a page. And just to give you a bit more uh, of an idea of what an H1 actually is, usually it's the main title or the main heading on the actual page. So I'm, now I'm talking about the content of that page, uh, like the big heading. So if your page is missing an H1 tag, then Google simply won't have an idea of what you're trying to, to rank for, right? You're gonna be making it quite difficult for them to, to figure that out. And opposite of that, if you have multiple H1 tags, you essentially have multiple page titles. And by doing that, you're again confusing Google because if you have multiple H1 tags, then Google won't know which one to actually prioritize and Google won't know for which keyword they should actually rank the page just because you have multiple. So you should always have one H1 tag on a page and it should be optimized for your target keyword that you previously defined in the keyword mapping process. So what's the difference between a H1 tag and your title? So let's say you do your blog title or your product title. In most cases, we just like to keep the two the same. One is for like the search engines, right? So let's say that the meta title is more for search engines versus the H1 tag is, is more for the user, but Google will read both. We always like to set the meta title and the H1 tag to the exact same kind of phrase, or at least keep them similar around the target keyword. So then let's go into H2, H3, etc. tags to, to break up the, the content pieces here. I've always kind of looked at them stylistically of how they look. What's the, the best practice of using your, your H2, H3 tags? Like I'll just share when we do content writing and, and so on for our clients and how we instruct our writers. We always instruct our writers to use the H2, the H3, the H4 tags as a way to break up the content pieces. So for example, let's say that you're writing an article on dogs. So dogs would be kind of the H1. Then you would have dog breeds, different breeds of, of dogs as an H2. 
and then in H3s you would have different details about the breed of the dog, right? So you're just kind of going into more details and you're using the H tags to go more into the details of that certain topic, right? Just like you have bullet points, you have bullet points and then you have you can indent and go more in depth into bullet points and so on. That's the same thing with H tags, with heading tags. You can just use them to explain things in more detail. And when you do that, Google will reward you for that. And then the last point here to take us home, content on collection and product pages. So this is one of the things that we actually start with whenever we were starting a new project. We always like to write about 500 to 700 words for collection pages of content and then about 200 to 300 words content for product pages. The results that we see from that are actually quite significant because Google will always prioritize a page that has more content on it or at least that has better content on it. So I also want to mention something that we've been using recently. It's a tool called Shortly AI, uh, also uh, I think was recently acquired by Conversion AI. And it's essentially a content writer and it's very, very good. And I was kind of blown away because we used to uh, like write all of these collection and product pages. We'd just give them to, to our writers. But now the AI writing is, is getting so good that collection and product pages, descriptions at least, can be written using like an AI writer. So you can save a bunch of time and just get everything done in a kind of very short uh, time frame. It's a lot easier to edit than to write from scratch, which is which is also pretty pretty cool. Exactly, yeah. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you hit that follow button on Spotify, the subscribe button on Apple. We'll be back for a couple more episodes talking about technical and off-page SEO. Make sure you're subscribed if you want to grow your organic search ranking and really continue to make money in your sleep for no additional ad spend. Ben, where can people find you? I know we got connected on Facebook. Where else can people find you? The best place would be to just uh, reach out on our website, goldenweb.net. Feel free to drop me an email. Happy to help out uh, at any time. So that's the best place to, to reach out. Thank you so, so much. Make sure you're subscribed and thanks for listening. Steel switched to OmniSend and immediately saw a lift in revenue. They started automating their welcome series, card abandonment series, and their post-purchase messaging. Just like Baking Steel is the perfect upgrade for your kitchen, OmniSend is the perfect upgrade for your Shopify store's marketing automation. 70,000 customers from home and kitchen brands to consumables and everything in between trust OmniSend. If you're not using a marketing automation platform that connects directly with Shopify, what are you waiting for? Don't leave revenue on the table this BFCM. Mesa is used by customers like Mudwater, Chubbies, and over 500 others who want to stop wasting time and money with repetitive tasks. Mesa lets brands like yours work smarter and balance clever workflows with solid infrastructure. Head to getmesa.com, G-E-T-M-E-S-A.com to start automating your store. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.